Hey everybody, Melinda Russell here with the Women's Motorsports Network, and I have the best guests. If you're not listening to my podcast, you should be because the guests I have on are amazing, and today is no different. This is Jessica Fickenshire, and if you don't know who she is, you should, and by the time we're done, you're going to know her even better. So Jessica, I'm going to kind of let you tell about yourself and who you are. So why don't you start with a little personal information, whatever you're willing to share, and then we're going to get into how you got involved in motorsports. Absolutely, Melinda. And thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yes, so my name's Jessica Fickenshire. I am the Chief Experience Officer for Speedway Motorsports. Um, I've been in my role for, you know, a few years that now, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more, but I'm, um, a wife to my husband, Jim Fickenshire, who actually works for the performance racing network. And I have two boys, Jack, who will be 18 in a few weeks and JC who's 16. Okay. And do you have any pets or you don't have I time do, for that? I do have a pet. Actually, the, the, the dog is the love of my life. It's it's <laughs> So I have a, a beautiful golden retriever uh, who is three years old. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So my family made fun of me because I was never a dog person. <laughs> and then we stayed in an RV park in, in Arizona a couple different winters and everybody has a dog. Well, right. my husband has a big 60 pound, you know, kind of mixed breed dog. But I was never, you know, much of a dog person, even as a little girl. Well, after being out there, then I got the dog bug <laughs> and I got a little Shih Tzu for my oh. birthday at, in December. He is the love of my life. It, yeah. I, yeah, that's crazy. They just, they win you over. They, they, they don't talk back. They love you unconditionally. What more can you ask for? They want to sit and snuggle with you. And mm -hmm. it's it's just the best. So it I is. understand <laughs> the dog for sure. Yeah. So Jessica, let's talk about racing because that's what yes. you and I both live, I think, for day in and day out. So why don't you start with how did you get involved in motorsports? Right. Sure. So I... um. I went to college, a small, small college in North Carolina, Belmont Abbey College, uh, probably 20, 20 miles south of Charlotte Motor Speedway. And I was a sports management major and I had to do an internship in professional sports. And back then the Panthers weren't here yet in Charlotte. There was not a whole lot. And somebody told me I needed to go up to Charlotte Motor Speedway and talk to this guy, Humpy. Thought, well, Humpy, that's, that's a weird name, but okay. Um, and I, I met with Humpy and I started my internship there at 19 years old and I've been there ever since. And I still see Humpy all the time. So isn't that amazing? And, yeah. you know, especially nowadays, companies close, they move, whatever could happen. Yes. And it's unusual, honestly, to find someone who's been there for. What did you say? How many years well, just almost, since then? Yeah, just about 27. So wow. uh, yeah, very, very blessed. My, my husband at work, we just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. So um, lot, lot, lots of good things have come out of working for Speedway Motorsports. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, that's I'm I'm sure at the time when you started there, you didn't know it was your dream job. But really, it is. Right. Absolutely. Right. So did you know a lot? I mean, growing up in that area, did you know a lot about NASCAR well, or not? I grew up in, no, I grew up in New Jersey. So uh, born and raised New Jersey and then went to North Carolina for college. So I really didn't know um, anything about racing. Um, 
but I fell in love with everything. I fell in love with the people, the business behind it. Um, it was just, you know, I, I grew up a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, a Flyers fan. So I grew up loving sports, but I'd never seen anything quite like racing and just mm -hmm. the atmosphere it creates. And um, and I just, like I said, I fell in love with not only the, the, the sport, but the business behind the sport. And um, now, you know, I, I read and watch and absorb everything I can about racing. Yeah. And, you know, we say, oh, racing's addicting, but it really is mm -hmm. addicting. And it yeah. isn't just watching the cars go on the track. It it truly is the people that you meet. Right. I think the friendships you make and, and, you know, the people you work with, the people you meet along the way. And to me, that's just been such a blessing to me in my life. And, you know, if racing right. ended tomorrow, which God forbid that would happen, right. we know it's not going to. Right. But if it did, I would still have all these friendships. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So that's what I love, especially yeah. about it. So why don't you tell me what the chief experience officer does? And has that kind of been your role the whole time? Or how did you progress from intern to what you're doing now? Yeah. Yeah. So I um I started out in the in the PR department. Um and then for, you know, I still had a senior year of college, so I would always just be there helping when I could, uh, you know, after classes, all, any event I, I, I could be at. I just did everything and anything that I was asked of. So um, kind of had met people in all different departments. And then a um, position came open at PRN, the, the radio mm -hmm. network, and I started working there. I did. I worked for Benny Parsons um, on doing his Monday night talk show for him and became very, very close with him and his wife, Terry. And um, at PRN, I was a client services uh, assistant. So I just helped out the, the sales department. And then from there... Uh, we were, I don't know you remember, but we were Lowe's Motor Speedway at one point mm -hmm. and um, Marcus Smith had gotten that deal done and he needed somebody to help him kind of uh, manage the account. So I started working for Marcus over 20 years ago specifically. And then as Marcus moved up along the ranks, I just kind of went along with him. So I was a vice president of special projects um, and then um, chief experience officer for about the last four years now. And basically that, that role kind of it's pretty broad it covers a lot of things but you know the fan experience from um the time that they buy their tickets to when they leave the track so i touch um um food and beverage uh, you know our, our training and staffing for all of our you know tickets and uh, traffic and parking attendance um you know basically anything that the fans going to touch i kind of have my hand in and then i also help um oversee um, our capital projects with Marcus and then our U.S. Legends program, which is a, a for those that don't know, U.S. Legends cars is it, it can be for hobbyists. It's also no, probably known as the Pop Warner of racing. Mm -hmm. So about 75 percent of the, the drivers between the truck Xfinity and Cup Series have come up through our program. And now um, I've kind of turned that over to Graham Smith, Marcus's son, who, um, who worked with me there. Now he's at the helm. But yeah, I, I kind of have my hands in a little bit of everything. And then um Obviously, as you know, that I was assigned a project last um, August <laughs> that uh, that was kind of out of my out of my wheelhouse, but but mm -hmm. you know we, we got it done. <laughs> you did, and so we might as well go there. Yeah. I, I think the most you know I think for one thing, 
for people who didn't know you prior to North Wilkesboro, mm -hmm. um, your name was attached to that for the last several months, you know, one right. with the other, because that was a huge project. So why don't you talk about, you know, how that came about, yeah. what your responsibilities were, and then let's look back and say, this went well, this didn't, and, and let's hear your perspective yeah. on that. Absolutely. So just to give a little bit of background, um, you know, North Wilkesboro Speedway um, opened up in 1947. And so it opened up before NASCAR was formed and it closed in um, 1996 with Jeff Gordon winning the last race there. Well, we have we had ownership of that track for for quite some time. And about three years ago, I'm going to say three or four years ago, Dale Jr. said to Marcus, um, man, you got to get that track cleaned up because iRacing can't scan it because there's weeds and trees growing out of the track and out of the grandstands. He said, but if we got that cleaned up, iRacing will come in and scan it. And a little side note, that's still the number one um, most popular ra uh, racing surface on iRacing right now is North Wilkesboro. So mm -hmm. it kind of started with Dale Jr. and Marcus going out there on a really, really cold winter day with uh, some weed whackers and some mowing equipment. And we started to get the track cleaned up, scanned it for iRacing. It was pretty successful, you know, I mean, from the iRacing standpoint, but never really had much thought of it being anything else than what it was and kind of returning to the earth. Then fast forward a few years and we um, we were approached by a, a race promoter that said, hey, I want to do some races there. Um, and then, you know, in, in August and then in October, put dirt on it and then run some dirt races. And it was pretty much here you go. Here's the keys. Um, we're not doing anything. To I mean, we'll let you rent the track, but, but that's about all you're going to get out of it. So right. we, we put this event on. We announced it. Um, last april first events were in august and it was just gangbusters well we had so dale jr raced it and everything sure. and we're not sure exactly how many people we had there but it felt every bit of eighteen thousand. um i mean traffic was backed up it was it was just it was bananas but there was such an electric in the air and a, and this passion um mm -hmm. from the community that it kind of still i'm getting goosebumps right now it was just like man i think i think there's something here and then Dale, again, Dale Jr. calls Marcus. He's like, we got to do something like that, that. That was the coolest thing I've ever done. And, and so uh, Marcus called up um, Lisa and, 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 and Jim France and, and Ben and said, hey, what do you think about the all-star race at, at North Wilkesboro? You know, it was NASCAR 75th. And they love the idea. They're like, if you can get the track ready, we're all for it. Thumbs up. So Marcus came to myself and Steve Swift to um, Steve Swift is our, our vice president of development. So he builds everything and said, Hey, do you think we can have the track ready to run an all-star race? And we're thinking 2024, uh, not four. 20. Like, yeah, no problem. And he's like, well, great. Cause we're going to announce it like next week, probably. And you know, the all-star race would be like, you know, in eight months. And we're like, Oh, you mean like next year? <laughs> so um, we, we, we step back. We're like, well, yeah, we still think we can have it done. It's just going to be a lot. So, um, so it was definitely unique building a track and putting together the event. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how we ended up where, where we were or where we, you know, where we got to. And it definitely the most rewarding thing I've ever done for sure. Well, a huge project, something that, you know, I follow Dale Jr. I listen to his podcast religiously. And so yes. I know all about those things that you were talking about. 
And it was kind of like, almost like kind of his baby too, only he didn't, wasn't doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did it. He did a lot for us. Just him yeah. endorsing it and being behind it was, sure. was huge. It was yeah. huge. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, let's, let's get some statistics about it, about how many people, how many tickets did you sell? So we had about, so we, there? we had um, about just shy 26,000 grandstand seats and that was sold out. And then we had another standing room only for Sunday in the, in the, in the, in the infield area where the truck series trucks were parked. So that kind of, they moved out and then we had that all open for fans as well. So I think between industry and everything else, probably 30,000. 30,000 people. And yes. so one of the major things that everybody was worried about prior to was the traffic and the parking. Yes. But from what I heard, it went flawlessly. So how did you pull that off? So that was that was our biggest uh, worry uh, going into it. And we spent um, every week with... Um, the sheriff's department, um, North Wilkesboro Police Department, Wilkesboro Police Department, Highway Patrol, and DOT, and we just had meetings every single week on how we're going to um, make this this work. Because we knew, you know, and and I've been at Speedway Motorsports for a long time, and we had a track record of inaugural events not doing very well with traffic. So I, uh, you know, I was like, this is not going to happen on my watch, and and just <laughs> really all the planning, and I took. Cause, you know, we don't have a staff there. So I, I took the best folks at our facilities across the country and brought them in for this event. So David Stetzer from Las Vegas Motor Speedway and Tom BC from Charlotte Motor Speedway and um, folks from Bristol Motor Speedway. I, I feel like I had a first round draft pick for every position. So mm -hmm. I, I had the A team and we just worked really, really hard. And it was, and it was the community. It was, we had town uh, hall meetings at the convention center up there. We invited all the neighbors in and wanted to know, you know, are they going to park on their property and have, let, let's help them figure it out. Cause we, we wanted everybody to be successful. So it was just a lot of communication, a lot, a lot of planning. We probably overplanned cause, and to put it in perspective, um, you know, most of our tracks are 1500 to 2000 acres. Um, North Wilkesboro Speedway is 100 acres and 43 of those acres is the actual track. So we had to rent all the land around us. We had to work with the neighbors. Um, so it was, it, but everybody was so ab about it being successful. So we really didn't run into any, um, any obstacles. You know, everybody, we were all rowing in the same direction. And I think that's, that's really was the key to everything. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, it would only take one to throw the apple basket right. upside down for sure. Yes. And so, so um, the neighbors around the track mm -hmm. probably were excited to see some, you know, it was falling apart. It basically was falling apart. Yeah. And every time you drive by something like that, mm -hmm. it's like, I wish they'd do something with that property. Right. And, and even though, yes, there's traffic that goes by and, there's mm -hmm. parking, but it's, it's only one day a week, two days or a weekend, right? But the rest of the time, at least your property values around the track are better for that. Right. Sure. So, and, and, you know, that's such an iconic place yes. that I think people have a, a deep love for mm -hmm. not losing any more tracks and they want to see those be successful. Right. And I'm sure the people around there, and people in the town, they benefit from that race coming there. 
Yes. People buy groceries, they buy gas, they mm -hmm. do all kinds of things. So um, I was glad to see that it came off, that part of yes. it came off flawlessly because that could have been, you know, horrendous. I, right. you know, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, so I've gone to Michigan for enough right. races to know that sometimes it's flawless and other, you know, a few years ago when I went, I, I was in line to yeah. leave for hours yeah. and you can't, that's just not, people aren't going to do that. And so right. I'm so glad that yeah. it worked out really well. So what were there anything, you know, and you don't have to share this part if you don't want to, but was there anything that happened or that you all said, oh, that that really didn't work like I thought. Mm -hmm. We're going to improve that because I'm sure we're going to go back there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, it's funny because as, as we sit here, I've got all these these post event notes I was typing up from from the, the from the staff that helped me work the event. And there's not a lot that. Um, that we would change. Um, I, you know, everything really, really went off so well. I think, um, you know, obviously we want to get tickets on sale right now. We're chomping at the bit to get that 2024 schedule announced. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I know NASCAR and, and our side and TV, uh, they're all working really hard to, to finalize that. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, I, the days of racing that we had, I think were great. The Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and, you know, the pit crew competition was, was fun, mm -hmm. you know, maybe some tweaks with the concerts, but, um, you know, a different timing, but I, I think really it, it was such a success. I, it's almost one of those things, if it's not broke, why try to fix it? Right. And, you know, it, and you know, the, obviously an inaugural event's always going to be, you know, crazy. And next year we probably will taper off a tiny bit, but I still think the yeah. demand is going to be there because the people that couldn't get the tickets last year are going to want to come. Right this year so or next year but yeah yeah absolutely for sure um yeah i i definitely want to try to get there and you know i didn't yeah. try it this year but that's on my bucket list and Great. so definitely try to try to do that um you know what would you say like i listen like i said i listened to dale jr um you know, he was a little bit down about the actual race. Yes. Yeah. And so, but you know, here's the thing. And I think and like Mike Davis said to him, I think Dale was taking it a little too personally right. because you can't control what happens during the race. Right. Ex exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You and, know, I, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, I, I mean, the truck race I thought was really good, but yes. once Kyle Larson got out there, you just couldn't, nobody could catch him. Um, you know, we are going to be repaving the track. Um, so that, I don't know if you know, but the track has not been paved in 40 years. I know. So it, and it, it's pretty rough. <laughs> so I'm we sure. have, yeah, we have a, uh, a NASCAR wheel and modified race coming up September 30th there. And right after that race, we're going to, we'll do a repave and it's, it's small enough where it won't take a, not going to be like in Atlanta where you're kind of out for eight months. It, it should be fairly quickly. And I, and, and hopefully, you know, working with Goodyear and the tire, um, that we'll see some improvements, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that, that I wish would have been different is the outcome of the race, but that's, you know, like you said, out of our hands, but right. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, I mean, Kyle Larson is, is the best, is one of the best, if right. not the best I agree. driver 
Yes. And, and so it was fitting to me. Yeah. I felt like it was fitting that he just went there and went full guns ahead and, right. and was, and so, and, and here's the other thing. It's of course it's about the winner, but there's good racing from four in fourth and fifth. And there was ninth. There was, there were some battles, great battles going on in the back, but right. obviously everybody's kind of focused on Kyle, but to your point, he is so talented and I, I, between him and the only other person I could think of that I would have thought maybe would have won is Joey Logano because he seems to figure out all the, the new tracks when he comes right. on. And Kyle, Kyle's the same way though. So you yeah. got these, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, Kyle races so many tracks yes. all the time and he does race new tracks. Yes. You know, he doesn't always go to Knoxville or wherever. And so I think he also is able to figure things out. And it's yeah. been on iRacing, which I know helps. And those guys yeah. all do that. And so, um, but, you know, I wasn't there in person. So maybe I would yeah. have a different opinion about the how the race went. But from everything that I listened to, and I listened to a lot of podcasts, I felt like people said the atmosphere was electric. There yeah. was, it was packed. It was, people were happy. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so there's more to it than just the winner. I hate to say that. You're right. You're or right. The guys yeah. that race, but it really is more than just the winner of the race. It is. And you, know, you could not, if you had a logo shirt on, you look like you're a, a staff employee there. You couldn't walk two feet without somebody coming up and thanking you and, and having grown men come up to you with tears in their eyes saying, I came here with my grandfather and my father. You don't know what this means to us. It was um, it was so much more than a race. It was yeah. I, I kind of equated it to the movie Cars when Radiator Springs comes back to life. That's that's how I felt like this town had just blossomed and just the community was just so it was just it was awesome. I mean, it was just so special. Yeah. And that's kind of what I took from it, from yeah. everything I heard without being there is yeah. that, you know, um, it was an experience, <laughs> chief experience yeah. officer. Jeff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it really was an experience and, yeah. and we know, and especially, you know, you could really speak to this NASCAR fans nowadays don't want just a race, right? They want to be entertained. They want yep. concerts. They want other things. Yes besides the race and yes we know that for me to travel let's say for me to travel to charlotte to the race i have to pay i have gas or airfare i have hotels i have meals it's not yeah. cheap for me to come so right. i want to do other things besides yeah. watch yeah. the race right because honestly i can do that at home right i mean yep. it's not the same but you know so right, when I right. come, I want good food. I yeah. want um, music. I want yeah. to be able to watch driver interviews, all those mm -hmm. things. Right. And that's right. what the NASC, that's what people want. Absolutely. And I do think that's what makes our sport so special because you get that every weekend. I know not just Speedway Motorsports tracks, but NASCAR, you know, they put so much into that fan experience from the fan zones and, and making sure you've got that, that feeling. Um, it, yes. It's that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So now that Wilkesboro is behind you, are you already working for next year? Um, you have a lot of other projects on your plate. What, what are you doing like right now? What's part of your job? 
So right, right now we're working on um, all the capital projects that we're going to do in 2024 and kind of getting them lined up and, and working with, uh, you know, whoever we need to work with on those projects, whether it be the folks at the tracks or if we need to work with, you know, designers or um, architects, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so that'll be something that we try to lock up by the end of August. Um, you know, we're working on the 2024 schedule now, but still we're planning for 2024, even though things aren't announced yet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm getting ready. I head for Atlanta uh, Thursday of next week and I go right from Atlanta. I'm actually, then I go to Indy for a uh, sports design forum on uh, on sports facilities. So I'm speaking at that and I go right from there to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So, yeah. so <laughs> a, a little busy. busy. <laughs> it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. So. As we're recording this, we're looking to the weekend of the Chicago road course race. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that that's a NASCAR event compared yep. to what you guys do, but we all watch and have interest in how it's yes. going, what's happening. Uh, you're friends with Julie Geisy, yes. who's running that event. And so, you know, we all have um, a stake in what happens there this weekend, we really, because that determines maybe we're going to get a lot of new fans. I mm -hmm. heard that 70% of the tickets sold were to people who had never been to a NASCAR race. That's, that's what I heard as well. Yeah. Which is super exciting. I, you know, and I'm sure you've been following on social media, some of the cool things that they're doing downtown and mm -hmm. lots of young people. Um, yes. It looks like they're engaging with, which is really exciting for our sport as well. So uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. And that'll fall, you know, that'll roll over to tracks that you guys own as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and like the Coliseum, my husband and I uh, went to the first race at the Coliseum. Yeah. And, you know, I, and we were in Arizona for the winter, so it wasn't that far to go, but I wanted to be a part of something that was new. And I yes. could say I was at the first one that they yes. did you know, and, and that was true of like your event. And then the Chicago event, there's going to mm -hmm. be people that say, Hey, I went to the first race at yes. you know, for the Chicago yep. road course. Cause I'm hearing it's a three year, three year deal. So I think we're going to be going back there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe next year I'll drive into the city a few days early Yeah, and, <laughs> because they, they need your help with the traffic flow. I think just, <laughs> on a normal day in Chicago yeah, right? when the I Cubs know. are in town and the race, but yeah, but we're, we're excited to look, you know, to see how that's all going to work. Yes. What kind of things do you, you know, look for or take away when like they're having, they're putting this event on it's it's in their lap, but mm -hmm. what are you watching for? Like, and for something that you may need to do down the road? Yeah, I think, and not just for uh, another NASCAR event, I think I'm kind of, any kind of event I go to, whether it's a concert, a music festival, or, you know, a, a sporting event, I'm just looking to see what, what are they doing to engage, you know, with their fans? What, what are the food and beverage options? You know, what are their yeah. bathrooms look like? Like, what are their lines look like? You know, what, what's the gate process? You know, people backed up getting searched or want, you know, I kind of like look at right. all that little stuff and, and then figure out who's doing it the best. Um, you know, and, and there's, you know, what are their kids zones or fan or kids areas look like? And how are they engaging with, with, with younger kids and younger fans? Um, what kind of music do they have? Are they, is it, you know, 
Yeah. And obviously, you know, we kind of skew a lot to, towards country music, but, you know, people like other kinds of music. And so, right. yeah, I kind of just have my eyes open for all that kind of stuff. And usually, like, you know, people are taking pictures and selfies of themselves. I'm taking pictures of the menu boards with pricing or yeah. <laughs> to see how fast they're cooking the hamburgers. But yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense now that you say that, that, you yeah. know, and, and I knew your perspective when you go to an event would be different than probably mine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm looking to engage with women to see, to hand right. out information about, you know, how women can get involved that right. racing is not a man's sport. It's yes. for all of us. Yes. And, and so we all kind of have our little niche about what right. we want to, what we're watching for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what's if of all the tracks that you've been to, whether they're NASCAR or, or Speedway Motorsports, what would be your favorite track oh. to go to? Well, I love going out to Sonoma because I love wine. <laughs> so I, I do like <laughs> going out to wine country. Um, but I'll tell you, it is from a, um, a as a from a race fan perspective, I, I love going to Atlanta. I think the racing's great there. Um, I, I, I think... Um, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the racing has been, I know that actually all the mile and a half tracks lately yeah. um, with the new car, like it's just been, they've been so good and so fun to watch. Um, but if I'm going out there and, and want to piddle around the area, I'd pick Sonoma. But, um, you know, other than that, if I'm going to go for some really fun competition and watch the race, I, I like Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta's good. I have friends that live close and yeah. I keep threatening that I'm going to show up and... <laughs> and and go to the race and That's take right. them to the sure. race. They're a little north of Atlanta and I know the track is oh, basically south, south of yeah. Yes. But yeah. um still it's in the same general area. So yeah. that's you know my bucket list has a lot of things on it, but one of them is every NASCAR race, you know, go to a yeah. NASCAR race at every I track. And so love it. yeah, that's kind of my um my bucket list. Um I don't know if you know but Carson Hosevar is from my area. Oh, He's from Port, Portage and Portage and Kalamazoo are basically one town. And my granddaughters both used to race quarter midgets against oh, him. Oh, okay. Well, Carson, track, so. that's awesome. Yeah. He's been doing good. He's, I got my eye on him. Yeah, he's been doing really good. And, yeah. and he's a great kid, wonderful family. That's great. Um, so I've watched him for many years. So I have a special interest in the trucks and I love the trucks anyway. Yes. But, um, and, and I've gotten to know, you know, quite a number of people just from attending events. But yeah. It, it just is so fun. It's like family reunion when you can yeah. actually get, get to the track. For right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Jessica in motorsports, you know, I, I know you're leaving a legacy for those, behind you women who are coming through and and holding roles of importance um so how what would you say your legacy is or will be when you're retired and you're in sonoma drinking some wine oh man that's a, i don't know um you know i'd i'd like to think that uh i was a good mentor towards towards uh, you know young young women and not just young women but but to anybody young coming up in, in through the sport um I um I'm a big proponent of our internship programs I love I, I love our interns that's how I started out that's how a lot of folks I know that started out so um I I hope that I am you know as an approachable person I hope that people um would never be afraid to ask me for some advice or for help on anything. So I guess that's what it would be. 
Okay. Awesome. So social media is so huge personally and professionally. Um, how does Speedway Motorsports or how do you in your role use social media to promote, you know, Speedway Motorsports, your tracks, your events? Um, what what platforms do you use? How do you use them, et cetera? We, yeah, so we are on, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, all, all, all the things that are that are out there now we are on, you know, we've been actually kind of lucky because um, North Wilkes for the all-star race, the Coke 600 and the Nashville super speedway race, we were sold out for all those races. Mm -hmm. So social media was more of a know before you go, how to plan for the event and just keeping people updates on what's happening during the event. Um, and then the rest of the time it, we, the platforms are really used for um, pushing ticket sales. Okay. So um, we're not so much of a content driven platforms. Um, you know, they, they can go to other places to find their news. We, we really try to tell them how to get to the track, how to buy tickets, um, how to prepare for coming to the track. Um, you know, big on to download our app so you get the notification. So you're not going to miss uh, Trackside Live with Kenny yeah. Wallace interviewing Kyle Larson on it and that kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to find Speedway Motorsports. It is, and just or just follow, yeah, and follow any one of our tracks. You know, yeah. they all have their own. Now, how many tracks does Speedway Motorsports own? So we're at eleven now, I think. Okay. I know I keep losing. So we've got Atlanta, Bristol, Charlotte, Dover, North Wilkesboro, New Hampshire, um, Texas, Kentucky. Well, Kentucky, we still have um, Sonoma, Atlanta. And that, yeah, 11. <laughs> yeah, 11. <laughs> yep. So Kentucky, what is it? Any thoughts there about reviving Kentucky? Well, Kentucky right now, I think, is making more money than it ever has because Amazon and a couple of uh, OEMs are using it for storage. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, I, if somebody would have told me we were going to North Wilkesboro 10, 15 years ago, I would have told them you're crazy. So I've learned that I, you never know. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> never say never. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. for sure. So, Jessica, your favorite thing about your job, what you do, oh, et cetera. That's so hard because there's so many amazing things. I think the thing I um, I like the most is, um, well, I mean, the people, the people, number one. I mean, I have the most amazing coworkers and um, I've known, been with them, some of them for 20 plus years. So they, they, they're like family. But it the, there's never uh the same thing every day it's always something different there's always a new project it never gets boring it's um and we're um we're in the in the memory making business um right. so you know we have and i'm sure you know this like we've got like you said they're bucket lists we have people that you know they might be dying of cancer but they want to come to this race or somebody's getting engaged mm -hmm. at our race like th yes. these are memory making moments and um, there's it's so much bigger than we are. And I just love being part of that and helping people make their dreams come true and just giving them that unforgettable experience that they're never, ever going to forget. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love what you just said. Um, <laughs> you know, my, my one daughter is a travel agent. She was a teacher, always yeah. wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Found out that teaching, <laughs> you know, wasn't maybe exactly what she thought it was going to be, or it right. wasn't what it was when she was a student. Let's put it right. that way. Right. Things have really changed. She also loves Disney and travel. So oh. she's now a travel agent and her, you know, her perspective on life has really changed. 
Yeah. Now she understands that it's all about the experience and yes. not about the things. Right. So, yes. you know, her kids and all my grandkids have way too many things. Yes. But yes. they don't always have a lot of experiences. Right. To remember. Right. And she's doing well. Actually, all my daughters do a great job, but she especially does yeah. an excellent job of making memories. And yes. so uh, that was something my mom always was good at and said. And so that's huge for me. Yeah. When you say that we provide memory making opportunities. Yeah. And, and Jessica, there's probably a lot of them you don't even know. Right. Ex exactly. You know, exactly. you know, you know, yeah. and, and people, you know, it's, it's like you said before, it's not, it's not cheap to go to sporting events and to travel. Um, and people say they're hard earned money and we want to make sure that they have, they don't regret that. Right. And they feel good about that. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I, I have a suggestion for you to tell Marcus. Yeah, I absolutely. think, I think that they need to buy a hotel chain. Yeah. Because I am, I'm, you know, no, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> you know, you go to, let's say you're going to go to Bristol or wherever to the race, all the hotel prices go up. I know you go to shark. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. what it is. That's how yeah. the hotels yeah. do. Yeah. But, um, you know, the next, the next, uh, capital improvements, acquiring, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, our hotels where race fans can get a reasonably priced yeah. room. Yeah. We're going to fill the hotel. And, you know, I mm -hmm. just, I kind of laughingly say that, but in, no, in a I, lot I of ways, agree with you. I, I know. I, I hate it when I see those hotel prices and what the, I'm like, Oh, you're just killing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really are. So anyway, that's my only suggestion because I love honestly, it. I, I think, you know, I have no complaints about TV coverage, anything. I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Yeah. I'm a huge women in racing of any kind fan, obviously. Um, but NASCAR is where my heart is. And, yeah. and so, um, that's, that's where, uh, my bucket list lies most of the time <laughs> for sure. Great. So, Jessica, is there anything that I have not asked you about that we should have talked about, about yourself, your job, um, any something special, anything coming up special that you want to share about at all? Um, you know, I, maybe the only other thing I'd, I'd mention is, um, you know, we have Speedway Children's Charities, our, um, charity that Bruton Smith started, um, after the death of a, of an infant son. And we are, um, really doing some, um, record breaking, uh, fundraising for that. So this year, I think we'll be able to give away almost $3 million and the year's still not done yet. But since inception, we've given away over $63 million and I'm, I'm, a, I'm very involved in our charities portion as well. So that's just something I'm super excited and proud of. Um, you know, we, we really just focused on kids in need. I mean, just the, yeah. yeah. That's so, amazing. That's yeah. an amazing amount of money yeah. to be able to give away. And, and you should be proud of that because really at the end of the day, if we're, if we can't help somebody, right. then why are we doing this? Exactly. And, yeah. and a lot of that comes from our generous race fans. So it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I, I'm so happy we got together. I met you at, yeah. in Charlotte at the yes. Women in Motorsports event. I know you met a lot of women that, yep. that weekend, but yeah. 
looking forward. Hopefully you'll be in Phoenix at the I next am. one. Yes. I, I, I think Cindy said I was one of the first ones to sign up. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. And so I will be there as well. I, right. you know, luckily my daughters live there. And so that's, that's one of great. the places I, I've already got my flight and, great. and got my free room and board at my daughter's. And that's, so. <laughs> that's great. I love it. Good deal. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Super excited. So I'll, I'll see you in person for sure there, if not yeah. before. And I just want to thank you for your time and for sharing what you did. I think, um, you know, people really appreciate the information and hearing a little bit of the background of events and how they happen because they don't understand. They don't know right. how yeah. many hours of work that it yeah. takes to put yeah. an event on. So, well, and thank you for giving um, women a platform like this. So if and all your hard work that you put behind your podcast and everything that you do. Oh, I appreciate that very much, especially coming from you. So thank you so much. You're um, have a great weekend. July thank 4th you. is coming up. Yes. We're both going to be glued to the TV on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday watching the Chicago yeah. Street Race. And uh, and hopefully we have a great, a great weekend. So I hope uh, thank so. Thank you yeah, again. Sure. Thank you. Uh-huh.